welcome to podcast number 183 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. For those of you who have been following this series, we've covered a lot of ground. So before we get started on today's podcast entitled Dream On, I want to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's anointing. Father, I thank you once again for who you are. I thank you for this wonderful series because I believe many lives have been touched and many dreams have been fulfilled and others, Father, have had dreams rebirthed in their life. I thank you for that. Now I ask that the Holy Spirit would move in only the way that he can, and that he would bless and anoint this teaching today. I'll thank you for it and give you praise for it. And I ask the Holy Spirit to take control, to guide and instruct me on exactly what to cover and, and what not to cover. I thank you for it, and I pray this will be blessed of you and anointed by you, and that your people would receive this blessing, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. This is my 20th podcast on the topic of our dreams. We've covered a lot of territory in this series. Let me just give you a few of the topics that we've covered, and you can look them up in the list of podcasts that we have that I'll talk about at the end of this particular podcast. We talked about how to receive your dream, how to keep your dream alive, never give up on your dreams, and why we must dream big. I also covered the topic of avoid roadblocks to your dreams. And one of my favorites, which was enjoy the journey to your dream. Now, this is my final podcast for the series on dreams. And at the end of today's podcast, I will announce and explain a little bit what we're going to do on the next series. We began this series with Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. So let me read that to you. Once again, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 in the New Living Translation. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Now, when we pursue our dreams, when we are in pursuit of what God has placed upon our heart and what the Holy Spirit has brought into our mind, we need to do one thing, and that is to look for God wholeheartedly and we'll find him. We'll get wisdom and direction for pursuing our dream. We'll get instructions through his word, and we'll get guidance by the Holy Spirit to keep us on track. So I believe that that's where we need to get started. So with that, let's move in to today's topic entitled Dream On. Our God believes in dreams for his followers. Now, I believe that with all my heart because I've had many dreams in my life. Most have come true, but a few have not. Why would he give us so many promises as I read about in Jeremiah 29, if he did not plan to help us with our dream and to see our dreams come true due to his promises, his promise becomes our dream. The Word of God has many examples of those who had a dream and needed God to answer that dream. The first one I want to read about is found in the book of Matthew chapter 8 verses 1 through 3. This scripture tells us about a man who had leprosy and obviously he had a dream for his body to be healed. I'm going to read in Matthew chapter 8 verses 1 through 3, New Living Translation. It says here, large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Now look at that faith. Just instantly he had faith to believe and trusted God. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy 
disappeared. Now we have so much working here. We had faith. We had trust. We had Jesus stepping out because there was a large crowd there. He knew that this would give glory to God and that people would see that he was the son of God who could work great miracles. So this man who had leprosy didn't give up on it. That was his dream. I don't think he dreamed about anything else. He had one goal in life and that was to be healed. So he stepped out and said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. You know, there's people here I believe can have that same prayer today. God is willing. Let's just step out in faith and have that dream to be healed come true. Now, as we read in God's word, immediately after we read about the dream of the leper being healed, we read about the centurion who had a dream for his servant to be healed. And I'm going to read that now in Matthew chapter 8 and verses 5 through 13. So stay with me. It's a few more verses to read. Phenomenal story about faith and about a dream that one man had for someone else. It's called the faith of the Romans officer. It's in Matthew chapter 8, starting at verse 5. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, A Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Now, how's that? Instantly, he just says, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. Now in verse 10, it says, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. Jump down to verse 13. Then Jesus said to the Roman soldier, go back home because you believed it has happened and the young servant was healed that same hour. Now there's an amazing story of faith, an amazing story of a dream coming true. And it was interesting that this centurion who was in authority had a servant who was a servant to him. He had great concern and great compassion for him. And so he basically knew that if Jesus would just speak the word, we've got to believe that for our dream. We have to believe that if Jesus will just speak the word, that the dream that we have, that we have been thinking about maybe for years or maybe just recently, or the future dreams that we will have, that all we have to say is to Jesus, I know if you'll just speak the word, they'll come true. And I think that's a great lesson for us, for those of us who have a dream that we're still waiting on. You know, I believe that everyone, every person that I know who needs a healing, that that's their dream, that their dream is to be healed. You know, if you're feeling terrible, if you're sick and you're fighting some terrible disease, a lot of other things that we think will be dreams that we want are not important because our health is one of the greatest needs that we have. And that is a dream for many people and a dream that will come true. Now, if you need physical healing, then take your dream of being healed and needing that healing to Jesus, our Savior and our healer. Let me, let me pray for those right now who probably need a physical touch in their body. And wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you might just lay your hand upon the area of your body that you need touched. And I'm just going to pray and believe with you. You don't have to be with me in person. We can believe in this story and believe that all we have to do is go to Jesus. And he is our healer. Father, I lift up those who have a healing need right now. There may be those out there who are suffering with difficulties, Father, in their stomachs, Father, in their intestines, Father, in their digestive tract. There may be those people out there that have a heart condition that needs your healing. I know it's their dream. It's the desire of their heart 
to be healed and be set free of that illness. So I believe, Father, and I claim your power would flow through the airwaves, Father, to them. And they would only have to receive it right now. And I believe for them. And I believe for a complete, total deliverance in their bodies. And that that disease will be cast out in the name of Jesus. And I call forth that thing that's not as though that it is. And I mean, Father, with all my heart, and I believe with all my heart, that healing is going across these airwaves, Father. And that people's lives are being touched, being healed. And Lord, that you will receive the glory and all the praise for it. And you will receive the God the honor. And I thank you for that now and give you all the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now I want you to receive that and just know that all Jesus has to do is speak the word and you'll be healed. You know, personally, I have been diagnosed with many incurable diseases and my dreams of being healed were all answered. I had kidney failure at the age of 25. Then a malignant tumor on my kidney was diagnosed. And then after that, diagnosed with an incurable bone marrow disease cancer, also called multiple myeloma. And in every diagnosis, Jesus healed me. Now, I'm not giving you this to brag or boast at all about me, but I'm giving you this information and giving you my testimony of healing to encourage you to take your dream to be healed to Jesus. Claim your healing. Walk in faith. Trust God to heal you. Now, start to thank him in advance for your healing. Because I'm a big believer in calling forth your healing before it's already happened. I know when the doctors have told me about my sickness or my illnesses, I've instantly told them, well, this is not a problem for Jesus. He's my healer. And I'm going to believe that I'm totally healed because the healing has already been provided. Because the Word of God tells us that by His stripes we're healed. So Jesus provided our healing and He's provided your healing. And so you should claim it right now and believe for it. And if your dream is for a physical need, then just believe for that right now. Read these stories again. Take them into your heart. Take them into your mind and believe that those things that happened to that leper and to the servant of that centurion, those healing touches can take place in your body. So call it forth. Believe it as though it's already happened and just thank him in advance for it and give him all the praise. Now, I want you to dream on for your need. I want you to expect God to make your dream a reality. Our God has given us many promises. We need to claim them and believe for them. So there's a couple scriptures I need to read. Now, if you don't particularly like scriptures being used in podcasts, you're not going to enjoy my podcast very much. But all of my podcasts are based upon the Word of God and also testimonies of my life and of the lives of other people that I've seen where things have happened because of their faith and their trust in their God. Let me give you a scripture I believe that'll help you stay focused and have faith to believe that your dreams are going to come true. It's found in the book of Romans in chapter 8, starting at verse number 35. It's the New Living Translation, so let me read this to you. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? Let's stop there for a second. Does that mean he doesn't love us because our dream hasn't come true? No, that's not true at all. Let's move on now. Or we're persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. You see, regardless of what happens in our life, God loves us and he's going to bless us and he's going to help us in the area of our dreams and what we want to see happen in our life. Let's move on now to verse number 38 and 39 in Romans chapter 8, verse 38. And I am convinced, Paul said, that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. You know, that means even if our dream hasn't come true, uh -uh, it doesn't separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Verse 39, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing 
nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So see, to wrap all that up, if we have a dream and we have something that we know the Holy Spirit inspired in us to dream for, nothing is going to stop us from God loving us and helping us to see that dream come true. We just need to stay in tune with Him, stay focused on His Word, make sure that our dream doesn't become more important than Him. In order to receive these blessings from God, we've got to put God first in everything. God wants to be first. In His Word, He tells us, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. So that's the crucial point to us receiving our dreams and for us to be able to dream on and then see those dreams become reality. Now let's look at another verse, another chapter, I should say, in the book of John, chapter 10 and verse 10, and read what Jesus had to say. He said these words, The thief's purpose, that's the devil, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus says, My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. You see, God's purpose is to bless us. Jesus died on the cross that we could have life eternal with him. God wants us to love to know that he loves us so very much. There's nothing that can possibly separate us from his love. So with all that in mind and all that faith and trust that we have in God's word and knowing that that's what his word tells us, we've got to believe it and move on and dream on and wait and see that those dreams will become reality in our life. You know, there's an amazing story of Jesus walking on water. In that story, we read of Peter seeing Jesus walking on the water. So Peter tries it. He says, I can do it. I I can do it by faith. I'm going to step out. Let's look at the story. It's found in the book of Matthew chapter 14. I'm going to be reading it in the New International Version. Now stay with me on this because some people might think that this has nothing to do with dreams, but I believe that Peter had a dream and he had an instant dream and said, "I, I need to do this. I need to do this. I'm going to step out in faith. So here's the story of Jesus walking on the water. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the sin was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Hey, courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. See, Peter had an instant dream, just there, now, I want to do it right now. And he was waiting for Jesus to say, okay. So he says, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got out on the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Now, I'm going to stop there for a second. When you're in the middle of your dream, trying to see that dream come to pass in your life, and all of a sudden the trials hit, the challenges hit, things start to happen, things come up against you, you hit a roadblock, you need to call out to Jesus. Because Peter knew his dream was to walk on water, but all of a sudden his dream was interfered with with the challenges of life. And so he said, Jesus, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him and said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. Now think about that story in relationship to your dream. It really isn't any different when we're struggling with life, when you're struggling with your dream, when you're wondering if it's going to happen or not. You've just simply got to call out to Jesus and believe that he's going to be there and he's going to help you to achieve the goal that you have in your life and bless you. Bible says, remember that he'll never leave us nor forsake us and he's a very present help in times of trouble. So if you're in trouble trying to believe for your dream, then just read
reach out to Jesus. That's what Peter did. I have another story. I, I really enjoy these stories in the Word of God and how it relates really to our dreams. Now, have you ever had a dream that you believe was the best thing that could ever happen to you? Well, there is an amazing example of, of that, a truly incredible example of that found in John chapter 11, verses 1 through 44. Now, I'm not going to read all 44 verses. So let me just point out some pertinent issues. To set the story straight, Jesus had a very close friend. His name was Lazarus, and he was very sick. And so the disciples came to him and said, Lazarus is sick. And so it was basically wanted Jesus to know that you needed to stop what you're doing now and go home and, and pray for him. The people around Lazarus knew that if Jesus would show up, that their dream to see Lazarus healthy would be met and that everything would be wonderful. But Jesus had another plan. See, Lazarus was sick. Now, Mary, Martha were friends, obviously, close. Everyone was close to Lazarus. They all had a dream for Lazarus to be healed. But Jesus did not come right away. He did other things. He had other things to take care of. And so he kind of, the Bible calls it tarried. He waited. He delayed. And Jesus had a bigger blessing in store for them than to just heal Lazarus. Now, you all know the results of this story, the end of the story, but let's go through the process. Jesus had a bigger plan than just to heal Lazarus. Jesus waited until Lazarus died so he could show everyone that his power was greater than they expected. Jesus called to Lazarus to come forth from the burial tomb. You see, Jesus knew that Lazarus was sick, but even Jesus said, well, he's asleep. And they, the, the disciples thought, well, Jesus is thinking that he's just asleep and he's going to wake up. But Jesus said, no, no, he's, he's going to die. And I'm not concerned about that because I can meet that dream that you want him to be healed, but I can do a greater level of blessing than what you can even imagine or even think. So Jesus called to Lazarus to come forth from the burial tomb. When others thought that Lazarus was dead, Jesus said, your brother will rise again. Everyone thought Jesus meant when everyone rises from death, you know, the second coming, what we refer to. Jesus had a bigger plan. When they thought their dream to see Lazarus healed was the answer, Jesus did something much greater and much bigger. Could it be that the story, that this particular story represents your dream? You think it's dead. Well, God has a bigger plan. All God has to say is, your dream come forth and it will. Now, I believe our dreams always have hope if we put our hope in our God. Our circumstances are nothing compared to our God's ability to bring forth our dream. Here you had a story of a man who was sick and dying, and he died. And everybody was, matter of fact, getting upset with Jesus. And when Jesus showed up, they even said, if you'd have got here sooner, our dream would have been met and Lazarus would be alive today. But Jesus said, no, don't you be concerned about that because I've got something greater in mind. Matter of fact, Martha said in, in verse 21 here, she said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. And here's what Jesus said. He told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Now, let's stop there for a second. Let's relate this to your dream. Now, you might say, well, that's a pretty big stretch. Lazarus being brought back to life or my dream. Well, yeah, it's a big stretch, but on the other hand, it's the same God. It's the same faith that it takes. We need to trust and believe God. It says here, if everyone who lives who lives in me and believes in me. So if you live in Christ for your dream and you believe in Jesus for your dream, it says we'll never die. And he says, do you believe this, Martha? So I'm going to ask you, 
Do you believe that your dream, even though maybe you think it's dead, it's gone, will never come back to life? Well, if you believe that, it won't come back to life. But you have to trust in God and believe that he's going to bring back something that's dead. You know, you got to think about the story of Abraham when you're talking about people who believe that there was no hope or no chance. Abraham and Sarah, they wanted to have children. And God told Abraham, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And here Abraham was heading towards 100 years of age. And and Sarah was over 90 years of age. And all of a sudden, God brought forth life into her womb and life into them so that they could produce life. And their dream to be the parents, if you will, of many nations became a reality. And if God can do that, my goodness, if he can do that, he certainly is not going to have any problem with your dream. Now, remember, your dream must line up according to God's word. Your dream must meet the requirements of drawing you closer to God, building the kingdom of God, and blessing other people other than just yourself. Our dreams are not just for our own benefit, but they're for the benefit of others and for the kingdom of God. Now, this series on our dreams was birthed in me by the Holy Spirit, and my goal has been to help others receive their dreams, to encourage everyone to never give up on their dreams to be sure that their dream is God's will and that our dream must bless the church. So with that, I believe that God has taken this message and used his scriptures to bring new life and new hope into your dream becoming a reality. I believe that God has great plans for you. God created you for a purpose and with hope. And your purpose, of course, in life is something the Holy Spirit will reveal to you. You know, as a pastor for many years, there was one question that I would ask people from the pulpit. And I'd say, everyone close your eyes. Don't don't look this way. Don't look to anybody else because I'm going to have people raise their hand to announce something very personal in their life. And I say with all eyes closed, if you don't know your purpose in life, would you please raise your hand? And I was amazed many times over half the congregation would raise their hand saying that, Pastor, pray for me. I don't know my purpose. Well, we find our purpose in life when we catch a dream to serve God and draw closer to Him. We get our purpose in life when we live up and believe in God's promises. You see, because like I said earlier in this podcast, God's promises can become our dream. If God promises to live in health, then your dream can be to live in health. If God promises to prosper you in all things and be in good health, even as your soul prospers, then that should be your dream. If God promised you to have a life that's filled with an abundance, a joy, unspeakable, it says, and full of glory, then that should be our dream for our life. So I'm not trying to put words or thoughts in your mind about the dream that you should have, but I can tell you this, if you have a dream and the Holy Spirit placed it there, then that can be, no question about it, the purpose that God has in your life. And I want you to dream big. I want you to dream way beyond what you can think or imagine because that's what the Word of God tells us because we can have that kind of power in our life because it's the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to believe that these dreams can come true that you've thought about. I want you to sit back and think about the things that you would like to see happen in your life and have them resurrected. Bring forth resurrection power, Lord, into the lives of those who have dreams that they feel have kind of disappeared or they've lost hope in their dreams. Lord, all you have to do now is just speak, come forth, and their dream can come forth in their life. So I'm going to believe for that and I'm going to pray for that in your life and trust God that he's going to make it a reality. Heavenly Father, I believe there are those out there who are frustrated because their dreams have not come true. I believe there are those out there that are wondering what their purpose in life is. So I pray now that the Holy Spirit would come down upon them. First of all, Lord, if they don't know you as their Lord and Savior, they've never sacrificed time in their life 
to give their life to you. I pray that right now they would repeat this prayer and they would simply say this, Father, I'm sorry for the sins that I've committed. I'm a sinner, but I need you. I need a Savior. And so I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me, Lord, from all unrighteousness. This day, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he gave his life for me, and he was crucified and buried, but he rose again that I might have eternal life with him. So on this day, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Now, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it with all your heart, not just from your mind, but from your heart, you believed it, then I need you to find a good church that preaches the true gospel. Find a good Bible. I suggest you read the New Living Translation if you don't have one because it's easier to read and it's something that relates to us in today's modern English, if you will. It's the same message. It's only just brought to you in a little different format to make it easier to understand. So I pray that you'll do those two things. And if you will, God's going to bless you. And then you need to start dreaming and believing that God's got plans for your life and find his purpose and his hope that he has for you because he wants you to prosper. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to be able to reach out to others and help others. God created us not so that we can just sit somewhere and be of no use, of no of no value. He created us that we could be his, his children. We are part of his family and he wants us to receive the blessings that he has planned out for each and every one of us. So I want you to receive it now and believe it now and step out in faith. And I'll thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do and what you've done in our lives, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for this message. I really do. I thank you for this particular podcast because it does bring all together, Lord, what we've been talking about for 20 podcasts. And I thank you for it. And for those of you who'd like to know more about quality Christian living and what we're teaching, I first of all hope that this was a blessing to you, this series on dreams. But if you want to go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com, you'll find a reference on that front page that's a link to all the podcasts that I've done. And there's a tremendous number of topics and issues that we've discussed about spiritual issues, about gifts of the Spirit, manifestations of the Holy Spirit, about what it is to prosper, how you can prosper in all things, what spiritual prosperity is when it leads to financial prosperity, and things like that, and topics on faith and and faith for miracles, just a lot of topics that I think will be a blessing to you. That's what Quality Christian Living is all about. In addition to that, when you get to my webpage, you can find a list of some of the materials that I've written, some books I've written. There's one in titled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. That's basically a book on faith, and it's calling forth those things that are not as though that they are. There's another book in there on finances that has to do with experience the joy of debt-free living to help people be debt-free and under the burden and the challenges of having debt in your life. Another one there has to do with generosity, what's in it for me, and it shows a plan of how if we're generous that God's going to bless us in ways that we, quite frankly, we just are not aware of. So I hope those will bless you. And there's a couple of other books on there dealing with veterans and help that veterans need in their life. I'm in the midst of writing a couple more books dealing with faith. I'm going to be doing a new book on dreams based upon this series I've taught in these podcasts, so I hope that you'll be looking out for those. In addition to that, if you would like to subscribe to my webpage, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, before I close, I just want to tell you what's coming up in in the next podcast. I'm going to do a series of podcasts on faith. Now, I did one earlier in this series that had to do with faith, but this one's going to go into a different realm. I'm going to talk about the the importance of understanding when Jesus said to people things like, oh, ye of little faith, like what he told Peter. And 
he said, you know, you just don't have enough faith. That's going to happen to people and it's going to happen in our life, but we can have greater faith. Then Jesus looked at the centurion and he said to him, I've never seen faith like this. I've never seen greater faith than this. So Jesus is talking about the fact that people can have little faith and they can have great faith and there's all kinds of faith in between. All of us are born and given a measure of faith when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And I want to talk to you about the difference in having faith rather than just believing in science alone or having faith in what man does versus what God can do because faith in God will bring an unlimited amount of trust and faith and hope in your life. So I believe it's going to be a series that'll bless you. It's something that I'm looking forward to. And once again, I can never tell you whether it's going to be two podcasts or 20 because I want to yield to the Holy Spirit and have him lead us as we go off into this new direction and this new series dealing with faith. So with that, I pray that you'll be blessed. I pray that you'd let your friends and your family and your relatives know that we're doing a new series. And if you'd like to look at some of the other podcasts we've done on this series on dreams, it's simply easy to do that by just going to CPN shows or going to my webpage where there's a link that'll take you right to that. So I just pray that God will bless you. Thank you once again for listening in and thank you for being a part of this podcast. Quality Christian Living, once again, is designed to give you a large scope of topics dealing with living a quality life, a quality Christian life. Jesus said he wants us to have life and have it more abundantly. He says that we're more than overcomers, more than conquerors, and that we're supposed to have great faith to accomplish great things in our life. And the goal of quality Christian living is to help you see how you can live a stronger walk with God, how you can draw closer to God, how you can live a life, a, a Christian life that's that other people are drawn to, that when problems arise in your life, you'll know how to deal with it. When you have issues dealing with relationships, you'll know how to deal with it. When you're seeking a closer walk with God, you'll know how to do that. So that's the goal and the purpose that I have for teaching this whole series on quality Christian living in this entire podcast. So with that, I'm going to close out with these words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you as we look forward to this new teaching on faith. And I believe it's going to be a wonderful opportunity to invite people to listen to Quality Christian Living. Thank you once again for listening in.